Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star. And before we kick things off this week, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The focus of today's podcast will, of course, be Sunday's Munster football final between Cork and Tipperary. And in a few minutes, we'll hear from Rory Dean, who has been chatting to Ger McCarthy in the build-up to the game. Ger also caught up with former Carby Rangers player Robbie Kiley, who will be lining out against Rory Dean and Cork for Tipperary on Sunday. Later in the show, ex-Cork and Island Rovers footballer Dear Duggan will join myself and Jur for an in-depth preview of the game, and I'll be getting predictions for both ahead of Cork's first Munster final meeting with Tipperary since 2002. But as I said, we're going to kick things off by chatting to Rory Dean of Bantry Blues, who caught up with Jur McCarthy. Okay, we're delighted to be joined on the Southern Star podcast this week by none other than Bantry Blues and Cork senior footballer Rory Dean, fresh off that fantastic, fantastic victory, last second victory over Kerry. Rory, thanks very much for joining us. How's it going, Jer? No matter a lot. Things are going really well, Rory, if I'm being completely honest with you, because uh, like a lot of Cork supporters and a lot of people in Cork, everybody got a fantastic lift and a lovely boost from that, not just the result but the performance by Cork. First of all, um, what can you remember that final whistle going on the pitch and what that felt like? Um, yeah, so I suppose not so much the final whistle, but when the ball went into the net, I suppose I just took off running. I didn't really do you know. Um, it was a bit strange. Then I realised the kick-out might be coming, so I said I better turn around and then the whistle blew. So it was just, it was a bit manic, all right, I suppose. And the immediate aftermath, because for this particular group of players and this manager, and especially yourself, you've, you've battled long and hard over the last eight, ten years coming up against Kerry. Just the feeling, was it, a, was it a combination of relief, delight, excitement afterwards with that squad? Yeah, like there's no point underestimating what it was. Like I suppose we've been six, seven, eight years since we on the go trying to get over the line and look. I know it was only a Munster semi-final, but it was a big victory for us all the same. Um, so it was, it's it's one to remember really, but I suppose it's about refocusing now and, and, and tuning in for tip in a week and a half's time. And before we talk about that though, can I just ask you, um, are you, have you been able to kind of, are you aware of the reaction in the Cork GA supporters of people back home, uh, just all over the county and people living abroad? Just the online reaction was ama- amazing immediately afterwards. I know you wouldn't have seen that. But have you been able to get a sense of how happy you've made uh, p- people from Cork all over the world? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose, look, our phones were, were all fairly lit after the game like, and it took a couple of days to get back to people. But um, definitely we are aware of, of what it meant to people. And I suppose people we may not have been in contact with for a long time were getting in contact. And even, say, my wife at home was getting people ringing her and families getting in contact with my mother and things like that. So, look, we, we, we are aware of what it means to people. And I suppose specifically at the moment, people needed a boost and... Like I know the kids in school are are loving life at the moment, and there's a, a few teachers from Kerry that they're 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 going to milk it for another while, is what they're telling me anyway. Very good. Well, it's great that you you can appreciate it. As you said, it's only a month. It, sorry, it's not. It's just it is a monster semi final. It's a fantastic boost for Cork football. And just from your own point of view, conditions were absolutely atrocious. It looked on TV anyway. But from your own point of view, you came through the whole game extra time. Um, and you were still motoring at the end. You must be delighted for somebody that has suffered so much from injuries in the past. I was particularly delighted to see you that you were still there at the end of the game and motoring. Yeah, I suppose it is. It's good, like, say, when when you're after coming through a tough 
club period as well. It probably stood to us. And then the six, seven weeks training that I had before the Kerry game definitely was beneficial. But I suppose, look, we are, we're well looked after with regards to strength and conditioning through the coaching set up in, in Cork. And thankfully, we also had a very good set up in the club this year as well. So prepared us as best we could for it, I suppose. Um, does the club and county calendar, it obviously works, it, it only came about because of the pandemic. Is it something you'd like to have looked at uh, in next year and beyond when things return to normal? Um, personally, it doesn't bother me too much in the sense that like, it is the way it is all along. Um, I suppose I enjoy playing football, so the longer it goes on for me, I don't really mind too much. But I suppose for club players and for county players, they probably do want to look at a more condensed season to to try and I suppose, live your life as well, you know, and have a, have a bit of enjoyment in the summer. Um, I suppose if they condense them into the summer, it's, it's no bad thing, but personally, it doesn't bother me if it stays the same the way it is either. Um, how happy, a final question on the Kerry game before I move on. How happy are you for Ronan McCarthy? Because I know you know him quite well. You know how long he's been involved in the time and the effort and the team he's put around him this year and over the last three years has been hugely beneficial to Cork football. We saw, finally saw the fruits of that um, la- the last day against Kerry. But from a personal point of view, somebody that's been involved in Cork football for so long, um, it was a nice moment for him. Yeah, I suppose, look... Like Ronan won't want any plaudits anyway, but like it, it's just it's a big setup. There's a load involved in it, and I suppose you, you get your rewards what you put into it. So I suppose everyone's rowing in the same direction is the big thing, and he won't want any credit for that, nor will anyone else. It's it's the whole unit going together in the same direction is what's going to make the difference. So I suppose yes, absolutely thrilled for him, thrilled for the group. But again, as I said already, it's it's kind of keep your feet firmly planted on the ground and just and look at the next step. Yeah, and that was one of the good things, as always, that comes out of the car camp immediately after that victory, that the focus was immediately reset because people can get very carried away with themselves. It's okay for supporters to get carried away with themselves. They, they deserve it. But from the players and the management point of view, you have a monster final. And you have a monster final coming up against a very, very good an often underrated uh, Tipperary team who also went to extra time and were also put to the pin of their collar by an emerging Limerick team. It needed Connor Sweeney, ended up with seven points. He's just one member of that team. But from your previous matches against Tipperary, you're ne- you were never going to underestimate them anyway. But how important is it that you put the Kerry game to bed now and you start to build up and you start to focus for what would be a very, very tough match? Uh, that's already began anyway. Like I suppose there's no point saying don't don't enjoy what happened at the weekend. Obviously you would Sunday and Monday of that. But like when we get back together as a unit on the Tuesday for training, like it's all just guns blazing for the next next game. So that has already begun, I suppose, players and the nature of sport in general anyways, when you get over one hurdle you're pretty much straight on to the next one. Now they're coming a bit quicker this year, obviously, but it is. It's. It's. It's looking at Tipperary now. Like the Kerry game is gone, and I. I know you're saying supporters can get carried away. They wouldn't be long letting you know if anything <laughs> happened again anyway. So, um, no, we know we have to keep our feet firmly planted on the ground and focus 100% on them, and that's what our focus will be for the next couple of weeks. David Power has this Tipperary team playing a very, very attractive brand of football, but it's a, it's now becoming effective because they got over Limerick and they were pushed all the way. Um. They're physical, they're fast, they're strong. So again, uh, that's good in a way for you because you know you have to hit all your marks. You have to hit and completely focus, but you need to deliver a performance if you want to get that monster title. A hundred percent. Look, Tipperary are a good footballing team. Like the last couple of years, they've showed that. Um, like a lot of them have have played all Ireland finals as well um, at minor level in Croke Park. Like so, they have good experience that they've built under Dave Power as well. So. Um, we won't be underestimating anything that they're going to be able to bring to the table. They are playing good football. And I think the nature of this year anyway is that everyone understands the shortened season that it is and they're going hell for letter. So everything that's going to be thrown at you on the day is is is, is you're going to be need to be ready for that. Um, before the championship, it was decided that there was going to be a championship, Rory, an order and championship. Nobody really knew when COVID initially broke. Um, it wasn't certain whether it would work out in the winter months. Now, I know you just played in a deluge, so it's probably, maybe it's a silly question, but from a player's point of view, are you happy and just to be playing inter-county football? But is this time of the year making it even harder for you, considering the conditions? Um, I suppose most people would have played this level anyway with college. Like, the college season was generally played around this time, so I suppose we have experienced it before. It is different for inter-county. Most people would have had a bit of club action on it this time as well. Um 
the weather wise I think everyone's just happy to be in an environment where there's there's that bit of positivity um, I suppose we all see what's going on at the moment and like when, when you're getting those texts and those messages after last weekend you see the difference it can make so if people are questioning whether it should or shouldn't go ahead I suppose you see the, the happiness that it brought to people at the moment so like I suppose is there value in that alone at the moment I understand people can't go to see it but the, the lift was still there from watching it on TV by all accounts and even after we came out of the park on, on Sunday evening there, like people sitting in their cars beeping at you, like people are very innovative with ways to, to get out and support you too, like so beeping the horn and things. <laughs> that was a nice moment though because it was unplanned. There was a lot of people just obviously decided the same thing. And again, I, 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 can, I can understand from a player's perspective, from even when you're a journalist up in the stand, there was very few people actually there. Um, you're inside a bubble, pardon the pun, a lot of the time when you're in an inter-county squad, you don't actually get to see the good times and the reaction from fans. But this was notable because it was Kerry, because it was the last minute, because it was the same end from 1983 and all that. But from your perspective, you're now getting a sense, I hope, of what it meant to people. But it's very important that this isn't the end, that this is only the start, hopefully, of another few matches. Yeah, like, again, I'll just go back to the point I made earlier. Like, we are very aware that people are very happy with it, but we are also aware that in previous circumstances similar to this, what what won't happen if you don't continue the trend going forward. So I suppose there's there's an element of, of just keeping yourself on task with that. And as I said already, keeping your feet firmly planted on the ground and not getting carried away. Like, for a lot of us, look, a Munster medal is something we want in our back pockets and... I'll speak for myself in saying that I I will try my best to be making that happen in two weeks' time. So, how important have the players that have come up from the under twenties and the fact that they're they're used to winning at intercounty level over the recent years? How much of a freshness has that brought to the squad? Uh, it's unbelievable. Like to be fair to the the vast majority of them that were brought in at the very beginning and that are still there at the moment. Like they're a very fresh group of lads and. They're, they're very mature, like in their approach, you can see that they've been brought up in very positive environments because like it's like they're there five, six years at this stage. And I know this year felt like there was a big gap in the middle and it's technically two seasons apart, but it is like they've been there a long time and they've settled in really well. And you can see from a lot of them, their performance at the weekend goes to show what standards they set for themselves and for the group as well. Like the backs the last day, the performances, the likes of Mara Shanley and Sean Meehan put in, um, like they were, they were phenomenal. And it's it's nothing we don't expect from them because it's what they're doing at training week in, week out as well. So, like, they're bringing on the likes of the forwards that are marking them as well as themselves from marking the forwards that we have at training. I suppose the vast majority of our panel was used at the weekend. Um, I don't know how many of them were debutants, like, but the, the strength and depth is there as well being brought through from that group and, and we are delighted to have them and they, they're, they're very professional in the way they approach training and matches. And just finally on that point, like it is like a cliche, but they do push the older fellas in the squad like yourselves. You are older fellas in the squads now at this stage. That <laughs> that also gives you that little boost because you don't want them taking your place, do you? By God, I felt old on Monday morning, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So I, I won't take any harshness from that at all. No. They do, they push you on. Like, and look, they want your position as well. Like they want that jersey. And I, like I suppose we all kind of came in at that stage with that little bit of swagger about you that you... You don't really care what you have to do to get it. So, look, it is great to see, and they are they are pushing us for places like so. They are hot in our heels, and like it's it's great to have competition. I know, look, everyone wants to play, but unfortunately, not everyone can play. It's only fifteen in the the five or so subs used, but like it's we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for Cork. So, um, competition is healthy. Um, can I just ask you about the goal scorer? Uh, the man that came in from Australia, from, uh, I think it's about six weeks ago or so, when he he's finished his self isolation and all that, Mister Keane, how did he yeah. settle in? And had you do you know him from previously beforehand, or was it what was his introduction and and bringing him into the squad like? Uh, he settled it's, again. It's the same situation, really. I wouldn't know him that well. Like I would have come across him through cool camps and things like that, and obviously seen him play for Cork at various levels, but. Um, I couldn't say I would have known him personally, but it's like you know him for years now again. I think it's it's a positive in the environment we've got at the moment. There's a fierce good blend between everyone in the group and everyone's just getting along and gelling well. Like again, like I suppose it's important that when someone does come in in a situation like that, it can be intimidating just like not being soft about it, but mm. making them feel welcome, sitting down, talking to them, having a chat and just genuinely making them feel part of the group and sure 
there's no fear there. Like he's he's living and working in a professional setup out in Australia. Like so, there's no fear of him with what he can bring to a group. And I think everyone respects that as well when he came back into us. And we did appreciate like he's essentially was coming back for his rest and recovery transition period after a year's training. Like he he was willing to you know put a bit of effort into the group as well. So we all value that too. Yeah, and it, I suppose most importantly of all, a lot of Aussie rules players that are out there, including one or two from Tipperary, that haven't been allowed or have been granted the chance to play for their for their county during this time period. It just shows you that there was a lot of good negotiation again by Ron McCarthy and the team there to make sure that this transition was okay. It was okay to do it. They were all okay in Collingwood with it, and Cork have clearly benefited from his presence. Absolutely, and I suppose, look, that's things that I wouldn't really have a clue about, but I can only imagine the, the level of detail that they would put in in the background to make this happen successfully. And I think ultimately, like, the big factor in it is Mark. Like, you can see it in him that he loves Cork football. Like, so um, he was more than happy to get the opportunity to, I'm sure. So he, he must be delighted that the club are willing to give him that chance. And just to wrap up, Rory, I mean, obviously, if I ask you, are you enjoying Intercounty at the minute, you are at the minute because of what happened the last day against Kerry. But pre-Kerry match and with everything that's gone on off the field this year, you would have seen as well from a school's point of view and how difficult it is for everyone. Are you in, did you think, are you enjoying Intercounty, moving from club to Intercounty because it is a leap up? But are you enjoying the, the, the training and the whole different time of year? It must be very different for a player's mentality when you're so used to the summer. As you said, back in college, yeah, you develop experience of playing at this time of the year. But at this time of your life, I mean, Playing football at this time of year is hugely different. Empty stadiums. Is are you enjoying it? I know you've enjoyed the Kerry result, but is it something that an intercounty player can enjoy? Well, I suppose when you look at generally coming up to this time of year and specifically the start of December, you're starting into your pre-season. So I'd much prefer to be playing Munster semi and finals in November and December <laughs> than running up and down a pitch with a medicine ball above your head or something crazy like that. So it's definitely enjoyable. You go up to training, you're playing games. You know there's a game in a week or two. The league games, you knew you were meant to have two of those. I know we only got one, but like they're coming at you ticking fast. It's much more enjoyable, I would say. It's like summer football in the winter, obviously. Like, if we were in the pre-season stage now, I think it would be a lot more challenging. Dark mornings, dark evenings, hard slog, getting ready for the new season. But I suppose we're in season here now. I know it's winter, it's tough. The conditions aren't fantastic. But I think everyone's just happy to be playing football at a time they wouldn't have probably thought they would get the opportunity to. And I suppose there was huge uncertainty around it all. And like... It, it could have cropped into your head here and there. Are you going to be able to play or not? But I suppose we were in an environment where we knew the professionalism was going to get us over the line to allow the fixtures to go ahead. And I suppose it's not our decision to be making to whether we should or shouldn't be playing. But as long as we're allowed to play, we're all happy to be doing it. And yeah, definitely enjoying training. More so the fact that matches are coming up and it's not just hard slogs in November. <laughs> Yeah, that, geez, that thought of the medicine ball over the head there. I don't even want to entertain that. I, mean, I have even more respect, you know, <laughs> if it's possible. One last thing. Uh, uh, Dr. Khan uh, has long been involved uh, with Cork in behind the scenes, and he was there on the day. He was talking to you, I think, just shortly after the game. What did he say, and how important is it to have somebody like him um, in the setup? Uh, Dr. Khan is a legend, like, you know, so he's he's been through many battles with Kerry and every other team in the country over the last number of years but like Khan loves Cartier and I suppose he was just reaffirming that that it was a good victory and nothing more than what the group deserved but again Khan would be the first fella to to set you straight as well you know that you have to refocus and 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 look ahead too but he was just really just passing on his respect to the group and again kind of reaffirming the message you were mentioning as a supporter side of things he also mentioned the the spirit of the victory that it's good for the people too so um Khan's a great man like I have fierce respect for him he's done an awful lot for me personally and a lot of people in that group so we're delighted to just see him happy as well and we're delighted to see him happy and we're absolutely delighted to see the whole county and I said the amount of people that live uh, abroad that uh, engage through social media immediately after the final whistle and the hours afterwards and everything even the following day it was just lovely to see it. It was a boost Cork GAA needed and Cork football needed so on behalf of everybody uh, supporters thank you Rory and I know the next couple of weeks or the next week and a half are going to be very intense for you and the squad, but we wish you all the best against Tipperary and uh, hopefully in a few weeks' time maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you again. Who knows? No matter. Thanks a million. And when I heard we were doing this, I, the only thing I was surprised about was that uh, 
Kieran is still in hiding. Well, to be fair to him, yes, he is. He put up this whole thing that he had the time booked <laughs> off. That is not true. He is on amazingly no. he got two weeks off. He was dying to talk to you, but he said he did ask me, he said, Would you mind talking to Rory? I said, Look, I'll do it. But if you want to talk to him, Kieran, you know, it's your podcast, I'm only happy money. So maybe in a couple of weeks' time we might get you back on and we might get Kieran. The only disappointing about this is that you're not inside the office at the moment, I'd say, because that would be sweet for you. You would be, that's a very astute uh, observation because that has been mentioned by some of the Southern Star staff that they were very anxious to speak to him one-to-one of all times of the year. But as I said, there's time. There's a long couple of weeks in one there yet and he'll you know, be back there at some stage. So trust me, he'll, uh, he'll be dealing with that sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, I'll pass on the message and get him to do the next interview definitely with you. But listen, Rory, thank you very, very much for your time, man. I appreciate it and all the best in the muscle final. Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. I'm joined now by ex-Cork and Island Rovers footballer Dermot Duggan and freelance journalist Joe McCarthy to preview Sunday's game and to kick things off lads I just want to get a sense of where you both are at this stage of the week are you nervous excited looking forward to it dreading it Dermot I'll come to you first where's the head at? Um, probably a mixture of all of those I think uh, Jack um, I think excitement firstly because you know there's a great opportunity here for Cork to Nab a first Munster final in a, a number of years, and um, I suppose it's just to stop that roll of honour um, with Kerry names on it last number of while. So I think definitely, you know, it's within grasp there of a Cork team for a start. So excitement, but I suppose at the same time, you know, uh, you know, you, you'd be very cautious about it at the same time as well because um, Tipperary have caused problems and posed problems for Cork over the last number of years. So I expect a very, very tight battle here again the next day, and I think there'll be nothing different. Well, we'll jump into analysing Tipperary in a few minutes, but Jura, I just want to get your thoughts as well. Where are you at this? It's Monday of Munster Final Week. Uh, I'm still punching the air. I'm still peeling myself off the ceiling. I'm still texting and getting in contact with as many Kerry people as I know. Strangely, they're all out of contact at the moment, but we get to that another time, uh, including Kieran McCarthy. Um much like I, I, I'd agree with the, the previous analysis, there's there's enough, uh, there's a body of evidence down through the years that Cork do not want, you cannot underestimate Tipperary, especially under David Power and what he's achieved with this team, both at minor um, and coming up through the ranks. They're a good, solid team with a lot of momentum behind them. I think Ronan McCarthy has done the right thing, drawn a line under it now, early uh, mid, mid last week and said, that's it, the media's done. We've done it. We beat Kerry. No, we need to fully focus on, on Tipperary. So I'm very wary of taking on a team that has been building momentum at senior level over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of results in the Munster Championship, and who go into uh, a Munster final jack with absolutely nothing to lose. Um, so Cork will have to reproduce a similar dogged fighting performance if they're going to win this match. Uh, Dear man, I just want to put something to you there that Jura mentioned the fact that Ronan McCarthy seems to have just try to anyway draw a line under the Kerry win and we were speaking last week about the 2008 Munster final that you were involved in which was another win over Kerry and like there must have been a huge high after that win and you did go on to beat Kildare in your next game so you obviously managed to stay focused like do you think there's any danger of complacency seeping into the core camp after the beating of Kerry and like how important is it that they park the Kerry win and how difficult is it to do that? Yeah, there's always a danger. Um, I mean, we're, we're all humans and, and we're, we're liable and suspect to, you know, um, taking things for granted a little bit. Obviously, there's there's been a huge hype and furor after knocking Kerry out of the championship. And it was the shock of the year so far anyway, certainly in the GA circles. So um, if you try to compare it to 2008, I think it's slightly different because um, this Cork team, we hope they're at the beginning of a cycle of success, we hope. But at that time in 2008, um, cycle probably had started a few years earlier three or four years earlier so it wouldn't have been a major shock it would have been maybe a surprise to beat Kerry but not a, not the shock that you have this year so I think it's different um, as Jur said I think the, the main challenge this year is is or for the next game is you know the Tipperary game coming up that 
they need to get their um, feet in the ground very, very quickly um, because it is, it's very easy to, you know, get carried away with the media attention and all that and forget, um, forget about how they beat uh, Curry, which was mainly through hard work, determination and a very effective game plan. So I think once they bring all those things to the table next week, then I think um, they have every up. They, they put themselves in the position to beat Tipperary at least anyway, I think. Well, you both mentioned the dangers posed by Tipperary, so let's dive in and take a look at them in a broader sense. So this is the Tip's first final since 2016 when they were beaten by Kerry. Uh, they overcame a somewhat resurgent Limerick in the semi-final, but they did need extra time to do so. We all saw that incredible score from Connor Sweeney from the sideline to take it to extra time. But from what you've seen or, hear, or heard so far, Dermot, what can we expect from this Tipperary side? Yeah, I suppose they've. It's actually their fourth win in the trap this year because they finished off the league with uh, two wins as well, I'm sure. And um, then they beat. I think it was Clare in the first round, and then they went on to beat uh, Limerick. Um, even though it went to extra time, it was it was very tight. You know, it's still four victories in a row, and and as we all know, winning becomes a habit. So, I think in terms, of what can we expect from them? Number one, they have a couple of top quality players. You know, in Michael Quinlevin, uh, Connor Sweeney. Um, just those two lads alone, I think, you know, um, they're going to take a lot of watching. This team also, I think a lot of people forget that four years ago, they were in All-Ireland semi-final. So, you know, in, in one way, you could say this Tipperary team is more experienced than the Cork team, um, you know, in terms of, of big game matches and things like that. So from that point of view, um, they won't be worried. Tipperary won't be worried about Cork and, and they will come in with great energy, enthusiasm, and they'll believe they have every chance against uh, Cork as well. Um, I think that's mainly it. You know, they they have quality players and they will have a huge belief come into it. And I suppose um, they were probably buoyed by that um, news as well there last week of uh, Colin Reardon's inclusion as well, which I'm sure we might talk about as well. But um, that will give them a big uh, boost as well, I think. Yeah, we'll come back to Colin Reardon in a minute. But Jerry, you obviously spoke to Robbie Kiley this week. So you've heard from inside the Tipperary camp. What can you tell us? Um, a very settled camp it was what came across from the interview, which will be on this podcast, um, uh, Jack, and and also a very uh, there was like with Robbie, he doesn't give much away anyway at the best of times, but he was very relaxed and 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 quite you know you know looking forward to it. I think that's the one thing. Um, like they were put to the pin of their collar by Limerick, um, and they were, I didn't expect them to be, but they were. And the the, the thing the the kind of I suppose the, the the comment that kept coming back to me was David Powers. The manager afterwards, when he said, "Like it's not too long ago, Tipperary would have lost a, lot, a match like that, that tight." That there now is all the things that Dermot has mentioned there. There's a resilience about them, and um, they weren't going well back in the spring. The, they did finish off with two wins, but they weren't going well in the league. But what the lockdown and the pandemic has done is given them time to regroup, and they've reeled off victories then over Clare and Waterford before taking out uh, Limerick. So they've come through what is perceived. Uh, to be the weaker side of it of a Munster Championship draw, but when you get to a Munster final and you have the experience that they've garnered now, both at senior and winning an All Ireland at minor level, um, this you know taking on Cork. I mean, I, I posed the question to him, uh, and I, I posed it to all Tipperary fans, and this is the thing: who would you rather face in a Munster final this year, Cork or Kerry? And it's Cork because you know that's just the way it is. Um, they've also you know the, we'll, be, we'll be talking about Conor Reardon's uh, return, but. Like injuries are going to play a part too, and there's two players that haven't really featured for them so far this year that are very important to them: Stephen O'Brien and Philip Boston. And there's a fair chance they are going to be fit. So that's two additional players on top of everything David Power had to beat Limerick. That's going to bolster that squad. But momentum is with them. But then momentum is with Cork too. You can't deny that either. Um, you know that what that boost, what that last minute Marquee goal has done for 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 Cork football. Um, it, it should and has the potential to be and I've seen it over just this weekend even covering the Cork ladies football Jack uh, beating Cavan the conditions are going to play a huge role in this as well because pitches are heavy and pitches are much heavier when you see them in real life rather than on television television doesn't show you the drag on players legs and, and the tiredness and it's going to be a real test of fitness levels I think as well it could come down to that I'm expecting a similar dogfight to the Kerry game and it's going to be very very close but when you've got Conor Sweeney, when you've got Conor O'Riordan, and when you've got momentum behind you, you are a very, very dangerous team. However, um, having said all of that, Cork would say the exact same. And Cork have had time to heal up after the Kerry match as well. We don't know of any major injury doubts or issues. Sean Potter was probably a worry considering his history. It looks like he's going to be okay. 
two squads, two full decks for the managers to deal. Um, it's going to be very, very close. Well, we've touched on Tipperary's Sydney Swan now a few times. There's reports that Colin O'Reardon is going to be involved. They obviously saw the impact Mark Keane made for Cork against Kerry and they've reacted by drafting in their own AFL player. But Dermot, from a player's perspective, how would you have reacted personally to a player landing in out of the blue ahead of a Munster final? Would it cause any disharmony within the squad or will it be viewed as a welcome boost? Will it kind of add an extra element to their build-up this week? I think it depends on the circumstances, you know, but um, obviously in this case, um, it seems that Colin Reardon would love to be involved, but obviously he's playing a different sport. He's playing professional level. So there's no way he could have been involved, you know. So I think it's different to somebody coming in or swanning in maybe mid-season, you know, who hasn't put in the hard work and who was available. But I think this is a completely different situation. And um, I would say in the whole, um, Tipperary would would welcome it. And the other Tipperary players would also welcome it, I think, um, because it's just going to add to it and it's going to make a huge difference to Tipperary in terms of their... Uh, Jerry mentioned subs will play a part and it'll just uh, bolster their, their panel uh, usually and I think it'll be a huge asset to them I think and he was an excellent player for Tipperary before he went and played in the AFL he had kind of proven himself as an elite level Gaelic football and talent so it's not like he's coming back having only played up to minor or under 21 level yeah I, I think so um, he was well well kind of sought after and well thought of um, when he was playing um, and I think the interesting thing here, and it's a little bit of a dilemma part maybe, is where will he be playing and how do they prepare for him? So, like, is he going to be playing midfield, centre forward, full forward? Um, so I think there's all these things to, to think about and plan ahead. But um, I think at the same time, you know, Cork don't need to dwell too much in Tipperary. You know, um, I think Kerry might have been um, guilty of that a little bit, maybe giving Cork too much time and overthinking their game plan rather than playing to their own strengths. And I think it's very important next uh, weekend that Cork firstly play to their own strengths, but uh, obviously are very mindful of threats that um, Tipperary bring as well. Okay, Dermot. Well, then let's switch our attentions to Cork and how they might line up. Ger obviously mentioned that there are no major injury concerns that we know of yet. It has been a bit of a closed camp, so some things might emerge later in the week. But for the sake of this podcast, let's say Cork have a full deck. Would you expect much of the same from how they lined up against Kerry tactically and personnel-wise, or do they need to make any major changes, in your own opinion? Like, should the likes of Luke Connolly be considered for a starting role after his performance? Yeah, it's going to be. I think it's going to be very difficult to leave Luke Connolly off, um, such was his impact when he came on the last day. Um, he's a superb finisher. Um, he's confident enough and cocky enough to take on these shots, you know. And you do need match winners on your team. So I think Luke Conley is certainly one that it'll be very hard not to play him from the start the next day. Um, aside from that, it's very hard to fault any of the other players. Um, you know, Cork were very solid throughout. Um, some of the debutants played extremely well and they have a big Kerry game under their belt already. So I expect personnel-wise, it'll probably be much the same. Um, obviously, there'll be probably big emphasis on the matchups and uh, who marks who. So they'll probably earmark someone to mark um, Connor Sweeney and, and Quinlevin, certainly anyway. Um, and they'll probably have a plan ready for uh, Colin Reardon as well if he does enter the fray at any stage as well. And um, Ger, there was a lot of criticism for both Cork and Kerry after the Munster semi-final in the fact that it was quite a drab affair to an outsider anyway. And it was um, you were even quite critical yourself on Twitter of how the game developed. So... Do you expect Cork to adopt a similar approach again or do they need to make major changes tactically in how they actually set up from the start? Yeah, to be honest, Jack, the, the Twitter rant was just in anticipation of the frustration of listening to Kerry people beating us again. So I kind of got over that very quickly, thankfully. But um, I expect it to be a battle. I think this game is going to be won and lost in the middle third. And uh, it would be interesting. I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see what Rowan McCarthy is going to do in terms of the kick-out strategy because it more or less worked when they went short, but the times they went long against Kerry, they got a bit of success from it. Um, and I think that's down to Ian Maguire and Killian O'Hanlon putting in a really good shift. O'Hanlon specifically hit a really good game. Now, the fact that Paul White started and the fact that Rory Dean was in and around that same area gives you four, maybe five physical players who can either win primary possession or at least break it and get Cork on the move. And I think considering how big and strong this Tipperary team is probably even maybe not as agile as Kerry, but just as big as them. Um, that's going to be intriguing to see, well, what is the tactic? If they go short with the kickouts, how are they going to work the ball up the field? 
Um, the other side of this, I think, from Cork's point of view, is that the last day they got their matchups right. So the likes of Morris Shanley was not expected to hold David Clifford, but he did so for over 60 minutes, and he did a really good job on it. Um, the likes of Potter, what didn't get as forward as much as he normally does, but he held down that half-back line when he needed to. Um, and I agree with Darren, but I think the plan for Colin O'Reardon, and just, just from speaking to um, uh, Robbie Coyley the last day, he has integrated very, very quickly because he's been back with the squad for a couple of, a number of weeks now since he came back from Australia. So I think probably knowing David Power, he's been working towards this and they would have a game plan in place. But when you've got Connor Sweeney in around the box, the square, it gives license for the likes of O'Reardon maybe to go further out the pitch. But I think he'll do more damage for tip if he's nearer the goal. So I think that's where you'll get your, your, your reward from. But from Cork's point of view as well, um, as, as for starting, I, I'd start the same 15 that he started the last day because they seem to work, they seem to understand the game plan unless there's something specific. I actually think Luke Connolly, for all his skills, and he's a maverick, if you want to put the cliche tag on him, which I do pretty much often, um, Luke can be very hit and miss. He'll tell you that himself. But when he's honest, there's very few people in the country can do what he can do with a football. And remember, it was his free under the stand that drew things level. It was a magnificent free in the conditions and with the pressure that was on him. And it's kind of been forgotten with the Marquine goal because it was he lobbed it in for Marquine to get the goal at the end. Um, I think Cork have more options off the bench than Tip. And I think that could sway it in Cork's favour when it comes down to it. But you'd Sean White coming off the bench and he's just come back from injury as well. Um, you've John O'Rourke, uh, who was given a very specific task the last day. And I think if, if he's left free a bit more now against Tipperary, he could cause a lot of damage. He's, the Ross Carby player is the kind of guy who take the ball into contact, but he'll take it into the final third and make things happen. And that's what Cork need to do, Jack. They need to make things happen. They can't fall back into the bad habits of slipping into second gear, which they did a couple of times in the league campaign this year, and seem to be happy to go back and forth and back and forth and then pick off their scores the time and the effort that it takes to do that, they won't get that against this tip defence. So look for Mark Collins, look for John O'Rourke to play, hopefully press up higher and be in the, a little higher than they were against Kerry and try and make things happen up there. But I come back to my original point, Maguire and O'Hanlon have to win the midfield battle, have to, and they'll need help from possibly Paul White, and they'll need help from Rory Dean. And I think if Cork can win there, I think that's the platform that they'll go on and win the Munster final. Okay, lads. Well, before I get your predictions, I just want to drag down the mood a little and put a negative spin on all of this because that's a, that's what I'm here to do. But basically, I want to put the question to you, Dermot, and then Jur. If Cork fail to win on Sunday, does that take the shine off their win over Kerry? Is a Munster title now a necessity to ensure that this season has been a success? Dermot, I'll go to you first. Well, I agree. I, I think it is, uh, Jack. Um you know, it was all very well beating Curry, but I think it'll certainly take the glass off the whole season if they don't. Um, there's a, there's an incredible amount of work being done at underage level and in the structures of the county board in terms of how they're restructuring our own internal championship and all that. So I think a win here is huge. It's huge for, in terms of that, but it's also huge in terms of um, encouraging young kids in that to start putting on the cork jerseys again, you know, and to play Gaelic football rather than hurling and rugby and all that. So... Um, to keep the momentum going and, and to keep the progress going that we've built up now, I think a, a win is essential, I think. Um, and it's not, it's certainly not beyond them. And, and Cork go into this game in a different kind of frame of mind because obviously they were rank outsiders against Kerry. In this game, they'll go in as favourites and that poses a, a different kind of challenge again. And um, the mindset will have to be different. But um I suppose from that point of view, Cork are used to playing Division 3 games all year and in every single one of those games they would have been expected to win and they did that um, and they did it professionally and they did it ruthlessly. So I think, you know, even that will stand to them because they have been playing the so-called lesser teams all year in Division 3 and um, they've, they ha- they have found the answers for that. So, um, yeah, I do I do think um, a win here is absolutely necessary and I think it's um, I think Cork will do it as well. Good stuff, dear. Sure, I could see you smiling there. You obviously have enjoyed the win over Kerry more than most. But t- to be real, it will take the shine after the season. From from my point of view, anyway. What, what do you think yourself? Well, much like TJ Reid's wonder goal, which I know you wanted to work into the podcast at some stage, Jack. Um, the shine off something unique of beating Kerry for the first time in nine years. I actually don't think, even if Cork lose and they'll come in for unbelievable criticism if they lose. 
um, that was a special moment for the players uh, that have been on the receiving end of, it, uh, of Kerry for too long. But on the whole, yeah, I mean, Ronan McCarthy, the first thing he said, and you'll you hear from Rory Dean in the podcast as well, the Kerry game is worth nothing, nothing, if Cork don't win a Munster, Munster title. I mean, Dean also made the point in the podcast that he hasn't won that many, I don't think, has he won a Munster medal? I don't think a lot of the players wouldn't have actually won Munster medals. It's been that long a decade of dominance by Kerry in the province. So winning a Munster final, irrespective of whether it's against Tip or not, is important for the psyche of the team. But there's a couple of good things from Cork's point of view. One, the number of under-20s who've come up under Keith Ricken, who are used to winning and used to beating Kerry. That shone true for me the last day. And we've an interview with Keith Ricken in this week's Southern Star about that very point. Two, um, this is the third year of Ronan McCarthy's contract and of his cycle. And he now is, I think he now has, and I'd love to get the chance to ask him this, I think he has his strongest 15 available to him now, more or less, at this time of the year. The third thing is Corker based in CIT and Keen O'Neill's influence is really starting to shine through in terms of the cardiovascular, in terms of the strength and conditioning. The last day, there's years gone by when that same Cork team may not have lasted against Kerry when it came to strength and conditioning. That is not the case anymore, no. So Cork are fitter, faster, and they've got a win under their belts against their old rivals. So they, they are on a high. But they, they it will, I guess, to answer your question directly, yes, it would be a huge blow to lose to Tipperary, considering the effort that went into beating Kerry. But I think the momentum is with Cork. I think they're up against the Tipperary team that went two periods of 20 minutes without scoring against Limerick. They're up against the Tipperary team that were down seven, maybe eight points at one stage against Limerick. Cannot do that against Cork. For all Cork's faults, they will not give something like that away. And I think what David said about the league campaign is very, very true. They beat teams that they were expected to beat. When in years gone by, we wouldn't have been able to do that because psychologically there was a problem with Cork football. There was an awful lot of, there was too much negativity and not enough positivity. But the young players that have been injected into the senior setup, the young players who are used to winning under Keith Rickon and Morris Moore at under 20 and at minor, and you even hear it from the way Rui Dean, Rui Dean speaks, they brought a freshness to it just when Cork needed it. I think the same Cork team from maybe two years ago wouldn't have beaten Kerry out the last day, but the younger players had the legs, they had the heart, and they had the experience of taking on a so-called one of the, the bigger teams and getting a result. It's going to be a battle against Tipperary. It's not going to be easy. And if the weather is the way it's scheduled to be, it's going to be a dogfight. But Cork's experience of beating a top team in a dogfight the last day, I think, will stand to them no more than ever before. They have to win it. There's no, we want to win it, to be lovely to win it. They have to win it uh, for their own sakes. And one last point on it. Imagine what a victory would do. A Munster Championship would do. No, you're into an All-Ireland semi-final where nobody's going to give Cork a hope, no matter who they play um, or who they would have been playing. Um, all of a sudden, the pressure's off and you, know, you, could, you have a new focus and a chance to really show what you can do and stretch your legs at Crow Park. And I think that caveat and that opportunity is something that the Cork players will, will grasp. I have to say I'm feeling pumped after that Jer. but let's get final predictions then for Sunday's game Dermot you've kind of intimated who you fancy but just to, to put it in words again who's going to win yeah I think Cork will win um, but you know they have to bring the same kind of energy commitment um, dedication to the game plan the next day against Tipperary as well the same as they brought against Kerry if they bring all that I think they'll put themselves in a position because I believe they have better players um, and also, if they can, if they can mark the likes of Quinlevin, Sweeney, and any a couple of their of the tip main players, then I think um, Cork will come over with a victory definitely. Lovely stuff, and Jer. Uh, Cork to win, but I think it won't be pretty. That's my concern. Uh, and I, I go back to my previous point. I agree with Jeremy there. Spot on. He's got to get the matchups right defensively. If he does that, Cork have a great chance. But if they don't win primary ball around the middle against this tip team they're going to make it very very hard for themselves but I think Cork will win it but it will not be pretty no. OK great stuff and just to, to add a ribbon to it I'll go for Cork as well for a, a full house <laughs> and just to mention as well that although TJ Reid's goal was brilliant on Saturday evening I actually thought Richie Hogan's may have been the greatest oh. goal ever scored in Croke Park but we leave it there lads thanks a million and enjoy Sunday's game Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. 
Access Credit Union is here to help. Of the 15 men lining out for Tipperary in Sunday's Munster football final, one name will be more familiar than most to people in West Cork. Robbie Kiley spent five years with Carberry Rangers, winning a senior county title in 2016 before transferring to Barry Row earlier this year and he spoke to Jer McCarthy about lining out against Cork for his native Tipperary. Yeah, delighted to be joined by uh, Tipperary's uh, Robbie Kiley, a man very well known in this part of the world, certainly in Cork and in West Cork, part of the Carberry Rangers county winning team from his five seasons there with the Ross Carberry Club. Robbie, uh, thank you very much for joining the Southern Star uh, podcast ahead of the Munster final. Yeah, no problem, no problem. It's uh, always uh, good to speak to you anyway. It is. Uh, can I start by asking you the obvious question that everybody outside of Cork is being asked? How surprised were you by Cork beating Kerry? And what did you think of that actual Cork performance? Um, yeah, I suppose I was, I was a bit surprised because everyone was talking about Kerry being the the next team to, to challenge Dublin and following last year. But um, no, I've seen Cork. Up and close, personal, every year. You know, last few years playing them in championship, we always see that they they raise their game. And even last year against Kerry, they pushed them fairly fairly close. So it was like it was always going to be weather dependent, or you know, at this time of year. So there was a bit of a surprise. You can't you can't lie about that. But it's it's uh, it wasn't as much as everyone else is, is saying really. Because you you do know that Cork Cork can put it up to them on on any given day. Indeed, they can, and I suppose the big thing from from our point of view, from Cork's point of view, um, everybody has been talking about Cork since that since that victory, Robbie, which you would expect. Yeah. Um, very little has been focused on your really tough game with Limerick to get over Limerick and the performance that you had to put in. But as well as that, I think it's good news for Tipperary, and this is being honest. Um, if yeah. everybody's focusing on Cork coming in, that takes a lot of pressure off you and David Power and the backroom team. You can just get on with it now for the next week and a half. Is that is that how you feel? And are you happy? Obviously, you're happy enough with that, but that it's actually a bonus for you in that sense. Yeah, it, in a way, it is. It's sort of it, it didn't really matter to us, to be honest. It, hmm. uh, it, whether it was going to be Kerry or whether it been Cork, it would have been it, it would have been all the, all the limelight would have been off us because. Be speaking honest about it, like we're we're underdogs coming into this, and and that side of the draw was the easy side of the draw. Let's say um, we just got over the line against Limerick, um, and we were lucky to do so. Like in fairness, they they should have really beaten us, but we we just got the look at look at the draw on the day. Um, but yeah, yeah, I suppose when all the talk is is off you, it's always helpful. But I think uh, knowing Ronan McCarthy after playing with him. And, and winning the county under him, I know that he's going to have everyone tuned in, and it's 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 not going to be any any benefit to us really. It's just it's going to be one of those games that's everyone's going to be tuned in. I was going to ask you about that because nobody's better placed on the Tipperary side of things to understand or seen how Ronald McCarthy has worked because you work under him. Obviously, you want a county with him, but like he is one of the good guys of football. I think everybody inside and outside of Cork would acknowledge that. But it's he, he seems to. have Found the formula with Cork this year, much like David Power. To be fair, has found the formula with G. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the players from that former minor All Ireland winning team are coming through now. And I yeah. like one thing about Tipperary football when people don't talk about it, you play a lovely brand of football. You can mix it if you want to mix it, but you've got the forwards that can hurt people as well. And I think maybe you're starting to get the respect you deserve now because, as you said, all the eyes are usually on Cork and Kerry. But you know, one victory over Cork in a Munster final would certainly change all that. Yeah, that's true. Um, like we we thought it would be something similar back in 2016. I think it was when we beat you last. That's like right. that, that, that was a while ago. Now we thought we've turned the corner, but we hadn't really. But uh, with Davy coming in, I think the focus this year is really just getting the team together, getting a focus on on performances back back to where we we think we should be. You know, and just getting our level of consistency up as well. And I think after the COVID, COVID came at sort of a good time for us. Really, it was uh, we were, we were heading towards relegation early Division Three. But I think after that, we just got a reset, had a bit of time to think about about things, and just have a focus on one game at a time. And it sort of helped us out. You know, it was it was it was a benefit to us. It definitely was having that little break. 
And definitely, you looked like a settled side, Robbie. You looked like a settled squad because you needed to be in that game against Limerick. They took you to extra time. It was a real dogfight, but they're the kind of games that bring you on, much like Cork's game going to extra time. They're the ones you need going into a Munster final, you know, being pushed to the actual absolute limit rather than getting an easy an easy win because then you don't know that much about yourselves. But you found out a lot about yourselves there against Limerick because they really did push you. Yeah, you had, had to dig deep. You know, it was, it was definitely a game of two halves. Like it, mm. It's funny... Looking back at it, you see that we were way, like Limerick were cleaning us in the first half, and we just had to come out. And if we if we didn't have that ten minute spell, start the second half, we were done. We got a few lucky scores, like the goal came off off the post and down, lucky straight to us. But uh, yeah, you know, one of those games always helps. And like looking at Cork and Kerry, that was only going to help whoever came through that as well. You have an extra. What twenty minutes put into your legs, and then you have your two week break coming into a monster final, and and yeah, it, it always helps. Every bit of of a challenge that put in front of you, and if you come over over it on, on the front side, yeah, nothing better. Um, I was going to bring it up before you did, but Tipperary's win over Cork in the hurling is about as good an omen as you can have. But the reason <laughs> of bringing it up is because the, the you mentioned there in the Limerick game, and for inter county players, it's rare that if ever you be playing this late into the year but the conditions are becoming a big, big leveller. Like the wind is a factor in the game more so than it would be in August and September. Um, I assume it's with training, you're trying to acclimatise that as best you can, but because you, you couldn't have any challenge matches and all that, those 15, those ABV games, you know, those, that type yeah. of training has been absolutely vital, especially dealing with the conditions that you've had to deal with. Yeah, like that's the main focus this time of year is really the basic skills, making sure that handling's good, you know, breaking ball because you know that no one's going to really win a clean outside outside in the middle of the field. And that's the main focus during this time of the year is just get yourself in a position where if you execute the basic skills, you'll come through and and hopefully that your your men up front can can put the ball over the bar, the 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 main men that you have. But if there's a strong breeze, it's just about about getting through that game, like I don't, I don't mind if we win a game by a, a single point. If it's, it's six five, like you're not going to get beautiful football this time of year. You're not going to get beautiful hurling. It's all just going to be get over that line and get to the next round. And that's that's all you can do really this time of year. Um, we don't like to pick out individuals on the team, but Connor Sweeney seven points against Limerick. Like that was a big, big factor in you getting over the line. He's a very, very good forward. Him and a few others within the team again. I'm picking it out of him because on the day when you needed your go too far and you needed just like Cork did with Marquine in the final couple of minutes, he was hugely yeah. important. To you and he looks like he's really, he looks like he's got the bit between his teeth this year. Yeah, like Connor. Connor's always like that. It's I suppose since we're we're down in in, in the depths of Division Three, you wouldn't have the same spotlight as you have on Division One forwards or even Division Two forwards. Like he's probably up there. Joe at that level, but he's 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 always the same same level. He never drops his his performance. He's 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 honest from from day one. Ever since I started playing with him, you you know what you get with him. Like he's he's top class and happy to have him on my side more than defending against him. Really, <laughs> I say it's good practice in training matches, isn't it? Yeah, luckily I'm I'm further out the field. He, oh, you stay away from me. Yeah, <laughs> he can stay inside closer to the goal. How happy are you with your own form, Robbie? Because um, we were lucky enough to see you in full in full cry in, in uh, down in West Cork and through a good few championships when you were playing for Carby Rangers. You've had been blighted by injuries on and off, like. But I mean, yeah. obviously this year are, you're obviously are you injury free without giving anything away? But like that, you're in, you're in a good place compared to previous years. Yeah, like uh, happy enough, happy enough getting through it. You know, it's it's. I I just happy to get out in the field. Really lately, it's one of the reasons sort of. Dropped away from Rosses because I I know I couldn't be at that level of sort of senior football, maybe nine ten months during the year. It's it's uh, it just wrecks the body. So I I had to sort of make a decision there and and sort of step away and I, like from one part of it. And I thought that that was probably the best for me going forward if I wanted to stay a high level of a tip. But yeah, I'm happy with my my performances so far. Do you know it's. Just, just keeping the head down. Touch wood that it's, uh, it stays, stays as it is, injury free. And that's, wanna, that's the main thing. Yeah. Sorry, I won't ask you how much you enjoyed playing for Carberry Rangers because it was obvious how much you enjoyed and the success oh, I loved that you it, had. Yeah. yeah. Your view on Cork club football standard? 
oh, as I said earlier, you know, it's I, I sort of step away because it's it's mm. it's such a high level, and if you're not if you're not at it, you know, you're going to get punished. And I didn't feel I, I could I could give the same level of commitment that it deserved, you know, and mm. that that should be there all through the year. So it's it's unbelievable. Like watching the high, higher teams playing football, you're you're really you're not coming down too far from from inter county. The pace of it, um, yeah, like Cork football is is up there with the best best the best few games I've played is is being in Cork senior football. You know, against Bars Nemo, nothing beats it really. You sort of miss that thrill as well. Cause, I was just going to ask. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. you've um, you swapped the Onions football for a. A hurley in the helmet down in Barrow. Yeah. First of all, how how good is it? To, like you're 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 back playing. We want to be playing. You want yeah. to play hurling at that level, but you you're obviously missing the club football. But how much are you enjoying the hurling with Barrow? Well, like I, a part of the decision to go down there as well was the families down there. Yeah. Know, and, and that initially probably should have been the first club I got, went to when when I moved down to West Cork. But yeah, missing miss you'd miss the senior football. You know, even a West Cork derby. Mm-hmm. Castlehaven against Ross, it, like the thrill you have just playing in that game is is amazing, and it's hard to describe. Like you just have so much passion around that area. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, like I made made the decision, and I, I feel like I'm happy with the decision. I've had a uh, great few years with Ross, and you know, back playing with brothers and playing in the local community down down below in Barry Road, it's, it's it's unreal as well. You know, it's a different sort of feeling and. It's it's great to be there. Uh, how refreshing is it for having the brothers around, like uh, telling you what you're doing right and wrong? Probably more wrong. Uh, hundred, yeah, more wrong than anything <laughs> else. Yeah, they're trying to get you to the up to the speed of the the game. <laughs> but no, it's, it's great. Like it's just a crack to have with them. Do you know, I think it's uh, trying to think. The last time I played them was probably seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. I played family like, which is a long time. You know, when GA is a, a a community sport, you know, and family oriented, so it's yeah, it's it's great to be back there, and there's no harm giving me abuse and why I shouldn't, why I should be scoring more and all that sort of stuff. Brothers will do that, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah. Will do that. Come here, <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to ask is, well, we we spoke briefly there about David Power and his influence on Tipperary football, but you brought in Paddy Christie um, yeah. as well. Can you talk to me just a little, or very briefly, just about him? Um, and that kind of backroom because it looks like a really well that's what put together but uh, an experienced backroom team it's clearly having a positive effect on the intercounty team yeah like i i didn't know much about paddy at all before before this year you know and, and his credentials coming into it and he was he's involved with dcu which which obviously they're a good team in, in college football so they sort of got a gist off him then and then Inside and training, he's great having that bit of experience. You know, as a back himself, he can give you that extra few, probably just outlooks on the game that you don't, you wouldn't see yourself. Just sort of ways to approach certain points of the game, and oh, it's great to have have someone of his caliber in and around the place. You know, it's 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 only beneficial, really. Um, Colin O'Riordan, I mean, Cork had a, an Aussie Rules player. Uh, they got they got. Ron McCarthy went and got permission from Collingwood yeah. and from Arkeen to come along, and thank God they did. Yeah. Uh, but from your point of view, uh, the Sydney Swans have also now followed suit, and Colin O'Reardon is part of your team. Um, for those who don't know much about Colin, I've seen very briefly some of his work, uh, like uh, on, on the Aussie Rules sides of things. He's obviously a very, very talented footballer, and if last weekend's win over Kerry proved anything from Cork's point of view, anyone with that fielding ability and that scoring ability is an asset to have in your team. You must be delighted. And he's joined up just in time for the monster final. Yeah, like Colin's been in since he's been back from 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 Sydney over the last five six weeks. He brings uh, a different level because he's in the professional outfit, you know, and he 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 gives you an outlook on the game that again you don't see. With all these different outlooks, really help going forward. Now that that he's training, he's he's pushing lads on to to do different things, you know. But obviously enough. He's coming back into a game that he hasn't been playing for a good few years, so it'll take take him a few 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 sessions, maybe even a game or two to get him up to his previous best. Like, but 
oh, we're happy. We we love to have him in. You know, even just around the place and bringing that extra physicality, even because of his professional background and the way he looks at at how to approach games and. It's it's like even the words he speaks is everyone listens. He's 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 that he's that much held in high regard around the place. So nah, it's only it's only benefit. As I said, every little helps as you go forward. You know, and you're not gonna say ah, you're not welcome in. You know, it's if, if if he wants to come in help you, if it's gonna help the team, so be it. You know. Um, just on that subject, had you any? Ever any notion about Australia? Did it enter your head even when you were younger that it was somewhere you'd like to go and maybe try? Um, well, like, no, I wouldn't say it. I was always too small. Like, you know, the brothers again bringing me down to back down to earth. <laughs> but, uh, no, as in, if a professional sports outfit came along and said, listen, we're willing to pay you to play sport for a living, mm-hmm. like, I think you'd be mad not to go out and give it a go. Uh, like I know a few people have, have preferred to stay around with with GA and I think Kiran Kikenny like refused to go down there. But if you if you're getting offered a few bob, I, yeah, you'd love to experience it, you know. You're you're playing playing sport professionally all day, every day. Why not? Exactly. Well, you've certainly benefited from your time uh, playing football and now hurling as well, both in West Cork yeah. and in Cork. Just before we finish um, playing in a Munster final is a very special thing for anybody that's lucky enough to get there. Uh, we've already alluded to the fact that you know it's usually Cork and Kerry in Munster football, and when it comes to yeah. that, but I'm sensing over the last two or three years that Tipperary are on the rise. Limerick look like they've gotten their act together. Um, it, 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 whilst it would be heartbreaking for Cork to lose a Munster final, clearly after the, the the drama of beating Kerry, what would? And I'm only saying hypothetically. I'm not saying you're saying this, but <laughs> hypothetically. What would a Munster final victory for Tipperary in this year of all years do for the sport in the county? You'd hope it bring it on a little bit. If if any bit of success, hopes like again, it's you're, we're here, say here at the minute, mm-hmm. you know, and the year that's in it, it's like the bloody Sunday, uh, remembering mm-hmm. those who who were affected by that, and, and like. Any bit of success is only going to like bring on younger generations. Say, listen, I'm not going to make it as a hurler because hurling is number one. But there's always an option to play. If I want to go high level, if I want to play at that elite level, like tip football looks like it's coming along. And if, if more success breeds more success, you can see that with Dublin and all their generations that they've come through, and they've like six in a row. It's it, it's insane, but. Yeah, any bit of success will obviously bring on a bit, a bit of interest in the county, and you're just hoping for the few people to come through, and and it'll benefit at a senior level. But uh, yeah, we'll have to get through Sunday first, or yeah, the, the following Sunday, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a tough ask to be honest. Well, everybody in the Southern Star and in Cork wishes you best, the best two points, I think, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is genuinely great to see you uh, injury-free, Robbie, and playing some of your best football again at inter-county level where Thanks you belong. Much. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us on the podcast today. And uh, I'd say hopefully we'll be talking again soon in the near future, but, you know, with a caveat. Yeah, here. that caveat is always there. <laughs> Thanks no very problem, much, Rob. Great stuff there from Robbie. Now, I just want to pause for a minute to chat about our friends at Access Credit Union. The Star Sport Podcast is, of course, brought to you by Access Credit Union, your trusted local financial partner. Just recently, I went through the process of opening a current account with Access Credit Union, and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's changed my life. I was able to open the account online during lockdown, which made the process completely hassle-free, and it was made even easier by the great support provided by Access Credit Union team leader, Amanda O'Sullivan, who joins me now. Amanda, I understand you can now apply for a credit union loan online as well. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you can. If you thought applying for your current account was easy, um, you'll be delighted when you come to us for your car loan. Um, You can apply online just as long as you're registered for your online banking. A couple of clicks and it comes to us here in Access Credit Union. The personal touch still isn't lost. We'll still bring you back and discuss the loan with you. Um, and you can upload any supporting documents you needed, your uh, payslips, bank statements, that sort of thing. Um, we attach them here to your loan, assess the loan, 
and you can draw it down online. So we aim to do that all within 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you submit your documents. Um, and I suppose it was something that was in the pipeline for a while, but with COVID-19, it sped, sped us up to, to provide the service. Um, and it's really worked out well for us. And you know, for members being able to access their funds and still draw down their loan, it's been, it's been a great asset to us really, and to the community. I suppose, yeah, um, typically, people always had to come into the credit union to draw down their loan and you know for younger people who may not be living in the area anymore we were inaccessible then so now we're back back in the market for these these members again um, and hopefully they will they will support us as we are supporting local businesses and you know with every 10 euros spent in the locality it generates 40 euros for the local economy so in turn the interest that you're paying on your loan in your local credit union goes back into your local economy so you know everyone's helping each other with this Great stuff. Thanks very much, Amanda. And don't forget, Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account. And enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we wrap up, I'll just give you a flavour of what to expect in Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. We will, of course, have a comprehensive preview of Sunday's Munster final between Cork and Tipperary with plenty of big match interviews and analysis to sink your teeth into. We'll also have reaction from the Cork ladies footballers impressive win over Cavan at the weekend as well as coverage of the Camogie and hurling teams. We'll also be marking the 100th anniversary of Bloody Sunday so be sure to pick up a copy in shops or online via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e paper. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week. If you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tomlum.